Good morning, Tucson. Good morning, Minneapolis. I miss you. I love you. Um, anyway, good morning. Um, and good morning to all the other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Vialva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. Um, it really has been a while. I've been busy, um, studying and working hard on many, many things. And this morning I just kind of wanted to give everyone some words of affirmation. I don't know if everyone, you know, obviously not everyone um, has that particular love style. But regardless if that is your love style or not, you deserve to hear these words of affirmation. Um, so today's Monday for me. If you're in a different city around the world, Monday probably already happened. Maybe hasn't happened yet. But regardless, it's a Monday morning for some of us. Um, Monday, uh, that brings in some new um, opportunities. Um, you know, the weekends, if you haven't had them off, you know, you got to relax, possibly get some stuff done. And now you have to go back to the, what the real world is and work hard, make that money, <laughs> and, um, you know, get life going. I always uh, used to have to work weekends, so it was kind of nice that I didn't have to um, work weekends anymore. Now, um, for now, anyway, my weekends are free. So I feel you if you have to work weekends, because I used to do that. And, you know, it's a it's a job. It's a thing. Sometimes it's better, because if you're a person that, you know, still likes to go out on the weekday, it, it can kind of potentially be better, just because, you know, it's not as busy, not... Um, the whole college crowd on weekdays sometimes. But anyway, let's get to these words of affirmation. Um, I really appreciate everyone that has been um, listening to my podcast and supporting me throughout my sobriety. Um, sobriety has been doing better, more better than it has ever been for me. And I will share my reasons why in hope that maybe it will benefit you too. So the thing about sobriety that I realized is that um, it's, it's heavily influenced by a lot of things. It's heavily influenced by your physical, your verbal, verbal, sorry, <laughs> physical, um, uh, mental, and kind of environmental factors. So the physical, um, aspect of it is where are you at? You know, not all of us are as gifted, not of, not all of us are as privileged, not of us are as lucky, um, to be in safe situations. And, you know, you can't hold that against yourself. You can't, um, blame yourself for that. Because some of us are stuck right now in our addictions, and some of us are stuck right now in situations where we really can't get out. Maybe it's homelessness, maybe it's hunger, maybe it's abusive relationship, um, maybe whatever. Family dynamics. And it's just really, really hard, and maybe not even worth it at this time, to really pursue that um, new environment that can really um, benefit one's sobriety. But for me... Um, I love Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, I have no ill feelings against you. But I did grow up in Minneapolis. So um, because of that, I have... And my childhood wasn't the most greatest. Um, I associated a lot of the places in Minneapolis with my um, abuse that I had um, experienced when I was younger. And with that even lingering 
it was not the healthiest environment for me without even consciously being aware of it I would like wake up and you know I'd see the places that you know maybe weren't hurtful hurtful for me then or right now but I couldn't really grow from it because 17 years I had been physically abused and it it was just my body reacting to it not so much my mind and it hurts it hurts because you know that is my home and I will always speak highly of it because the culture is great the weather if you're a winter person is great the food um, everything about it is phenomenal but unfortunately some big traumas had happened to me there and it was really hard to move on and really hard to be in a place where my body physically felt safe um a lot of my friends still live there and i absolutely love them they are the loves of my life i've known my friends for years 10 10 plus years you know these people are my family and i will always love them and they will always be my family but unfortunately um i had so many great memories with them both sober and drinking that um my body was the one that remembered all the good um drinking memories and it was when i had to walk like past the bar that had i had grown up in pretty much and you know learned so many things about myself and met so many great people it it seems minuscule but it's hard it's hard to walk past that place and know that so many good memories and so many people that you love are there and you can't share those memories with them anymore it hurts it's it's kind of funny but it it you know it, it's actually kind of important and it caused me more physical stress than healing and so when it comes to the mental aspect of sobriety so so I guess I'll finish up there the the physical aspect. So the physical aspect is I I had to move. I had to move to a new state. Um thank you Arizona for having me. Woohoo. Um you know, I'm having a good job doing a good job here with my sobriety and you know, everything's new for me. Uh, all the memories are new. You know, I I've never lived here before, so it's like um you know, I'm sure there's crazy things about Arizona too, but I um just you know, my body just doesn't have any negative associations with anything yet, or, you know, knock on wood, um, you know, healthy feeling environments, um, I walk through the desert, I look at the cactus, I walk through the mountains, the mountains are, are peaceful, they're quiet, um, the animals are around, there are no people, it, it just gives me personally a physically different feel that allows my body to rejuvenate and, heal again and so for me this was a necessity this was what I needed to do to truly be sober I did I want to leave my friends no did I want to leave my job no but the thing is to if I really wanted to pursue sobriety that was a sacrifice that I had to make I had to say goodbye to some of the people that I loved because my body could not heal in an environment that associated so deeply with pain and um, abuse. So when it comes to the um, mental aspect of it, the mental aspect of it I think is hard. 
And like I had said about in my previous podcast about addiction, add diction. If you get anything out of this podcast and out of the other podcasts, whenever you're feeling stressed, whenever you're feeling like a trigger or like a physical urge to drink or use your drug of choice or drug that you previously had abused, just remember this, add diction. Addiction means to add diction. You have to stand up and say something. You have to say something for yourself. Because as addicts, a lot of people will look at us and think we're crazy. They'll be like, oh, you know, you can choose to drink whenever you want. Like, you're making a choice. Like, you know, it's your fault. No, it's not your fault. We are human and we have a disease. And our minds work a little bit different because most of us have experienced some kind of abuse and most of us have some kind of biological factor that is making us addicted to this substance. It's not because we choose to have this problem. It is a disease. And so for the mental aspect of it, I I felt as an addict that I always had to hide my feelings about it. I had to feel shame by myself in the dark and when people could not understand me and I felt these urges to drink, I would hide out in the bar by myself and just feel shame because I knew that that's what I wanted to do and that's who I was. But I'm but you don't have to feel shame. It's okay to say, hey, you know what? I would really like a margarita right now. Or I would really like to shoot up. Or I would really like to use this substance. Because, you know what? It happens. We have these ideas. We have these feelings. And it's not wrong. What we choose to do with those feelings, you know, is our choice. But sometimes physically, if your body is feeling unsafe, and your mind is unclear, and your soul is weak... It's hard to say no. So add addiction. Say something about it. Tell somebody about it. Tell your therapist. Tell your friends. Um, write it down if you have nobody. Um, go to a meeting. Sing a song about it. Uh, draw. Um, paint. Do anything that can get these feelings out because you deserve to be heard. And if you, we hide it inside, we are definitely going to suffer. And when we suffer... That's when you lean towards your drug of choice because you feel like you can't do anything about it. And so you are strong people and we are great people. We deserve to have a choice. And with the final words of affirmation that I'm going to say in my podcast is that no matter where you are in your addiction, no matter if you are a person that is living with someone who has an addiction, a family member of someone who has an addiction, you are a strong person. And to get this far where you're listening to the podcast and to get that far where you entered rehab, to get that far where you're acknowledging and just looking at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? I'm an addict. You're No matter how far you are in this process, you're making it work. Nobody starts at the end. Nobody starts succeeding. And you are a strong person. And good people don't say that they do not have mistakes. Good people acknowledge that they make mistakes. Good people learn. Good people educate themselves. Good people stand up for themselves. And you know what? If you 
are afraid to stand up with you for yourself, that is okay. Acknowledge that you are afraid. Acknowledge it. Know it. Because you can do this. Today is a good day. Today is a new day. And you deserve this day. Even if you are not an addict and you're just educating yourself in general. I thank you. Because the more we educate ourselves about this, the easier it's going to be. And the easier we're going to break this taboo that these the people that have addictions have to hide in silence and feel ashamed. Because we are people. And we deserve a chance. We deserve a life. We deserve to be sober. We deserve our dreams, no matter how small they are. And we deserve to be heard. You, Your feelings deserve to be acknowledged. Something that might have happened 10 years ago. Someone might have said something to you years, years, years ago. And maybe for others it sounds stupid, it sounds silly. But for you, that is important. And if that's your reason why you're using, look at that reason. For example, my father, he called me an, an alcoholic when I was 10 years old. I'm 27. It took, me 20, it took me 17 years to stand up and say, yes, I'm an alcoholic. That's how bad it hurt me. And that was a validating point for me to even keep it a secret. But secrets are dangerous. Don't keep this a secret. You deserve to be loved and you deserve to be heard. So if you do anything for yourself today, make sure you have some water, have your breakfast, get up and do your stuff, hold your head high. You know, whatever you're going through, maybe you don't have a job, maybe you're homeless, maybe you're really struggling. You know what? You deserve a chance today. You do. You are strong. Do something good for yourself. Listen to your favorite music. Eat your favorite food. Take care of yourself, your mind, and your body as best as you can. Because we are going to get through this week. We are going to do the best that we can today. Because we deserve it. And with that, the safest, 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 safest of travels.